I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey chickens, uh, we are still watching An Unearthly Child. The, this is the 60th anniversary series uh, of Adam Richard Has a Theory, and it's going to go all year. It's the 60th anniversary right up until probably December, because like November is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, then December is going to be the 60th anniversary of the Daleks, so we'll just keep going. Um, and then there'll be new episodes around then, so we're, we're going to get all of our triumphant anniversary ising it's not a word Adam. uh we're gonna get all that out of the way <laughs> here at the top of the year and uh provided my leg doesn't fall completely off at some point um you know i'm old enough to have had a fall uh we are going through a gorgeous email from paul who's got some pros and cons uh i did all of his pros and some of his uh reactions to the show his cons were um ian automatically thinking barbara and her secretary presumably female get got the address wrong um it was a prevailing sentiment at the time, uh, which is not okay. And, you know, good that you've noticed. <laughs> um, and also, uh, he says the script and directing, for whatever reason, collapsed when Susan grabbed the doctor's arm as the TARDIS was dematerializing. And look, I think it was just one of those things like if if 80% of uh, a recording is fine, then it all goes up um, because they can't really edit. Like the, the, it's actually easier to refilm the entire thing than edit. So they kind of did it live to tape as much as they could, especially in these very early days, um, which is why British uh, television was very much kind of, it was like 
staging theatre um, for cameras, whereas America, they kind of made it like movies. Like, you know, they showed a lot of movies on TV in the daytime or and even at nighttime. So the expectation from the audience was that television shows would be like movies. Um, so a lot of them were shot on film and shot in that filmic way of, you know, set up and cut to two shots and wides and all that kind of thing. Um, whereas British TV started off with, you know, just pointing cameras at plays. Uh, and so that kind of became the way TV was made in the UK for a long time was, you know, like right up until the 80s and 90s, whereas that they would it would be multi-camera pieces where people would do entire shows in one set pretty much um, or as few sets as possible with as few actors as possible. So, yeah, I, I think if it probably did fall apart in that moment, but you know, they had no or very little opportunity to go back and do it again. Um, but I, speaking of the direction, I think it is amazing. I think Waris Hussein has done a great job on these episodes. And you know what? Another thing that I kind of, you know, when people com- complain about Doctor going, Doctor Who going woke, like bringing in a female doctor and, you know, now there's a, a person of colour playing the doctor and it's, you know, everyone's all up in arms. I will just point out that the producer at the time, Verity Lambert, was a woman. This was unheard of in television at the time. And also the director, Waris Hussain, is a gay person of colour directing this episode. So I feel like... You know, anyone who says Doctor Who has gone woke needs to look back at the way it was way back when. And it has always been this progressive. It's always been uh, pushing against the establishment in a way that uh, other shows at the time probably weren't. Um, So, yeah, anyone that tries to tell you online that, you know, it was better in the old days when everyone was a white man, um, you need to remind them that that's not how the show started. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Paul also said... um, Parts of how Susan talks back to her two teachers reminds me of how uh, some of the kids interacted with Clara and Danny during various season eight episodes. Um, Credit to the overall production of something from 2014 uh, has resonance with the show's pilot in 63. I mean, I think that's, I wonder if that was the whole, you know, impetus for Clara and Danny was you know, we've just come out of the 50th anniversary special. Like season eight is basically the first full season after the 50th anniversary and then Matt Smith's regeneration. So I guess it's kind of harking back to that whole Coal Hill school era. I mean, they're at the same school where uh, Susan was a student and maybe Clara and Danny are meant to be you know, a modern take on Ian and Barbara. I mean, there's certainly uh, some sort of unresolved tension between Ian and Barbara. We never saw them patch, um, but they seem to have kind of, over the couple of years that they were dragged around the universe by the Doctor, they started to become kind of closer. And, you know, when they returned to London, 1965, um, there is sort of a you know, 
a, a kind of joy between them. And I I kind of like the idea that maybe they got married. Um Anyway, um, uh, and uh, Paul says, lastly, the TARDIS console is great. Very Star Trek, but different enough due to the shape of the room. It's pleasing that the script didn't just stop and ogle the surroundings. The banter continued while the viewer had the chance to feast on what this vessel is. Um, You say very Star Trek, but that was not made for another three years. Uh, (laughs) Star Trek was first uh, shot in 66, I think. Um, So, yeah, it was, you know, it was shiny and new it was it was its own thing uh all right paul continues on to the cave of skulls um his pros are the doctor taunting ian about the believability of time travel yeah that's kind of cute it's like you know what do you what do you him not believing that they've traveled um cal and czar going on about fire and the orb is quite enjoyable the westminster system of cavemen <laughs> Um, not cutting to and from scenes, but instead giving each location uh, time to get the story across. Uh, well, that's because they had no choice. <laughs> um, skulls in 1963 would have been confronting the caves well decorated. Yeah, I mean, although anyone who's been to like the catacombs in Paris would have been like, oh, yeah, I've seen all these skulls. Um, but still, it's gross. Uh, by the way, speaking of skulls, on Patreon, uh, Jeff has said, listening about the skulls, I really there should probably be a head or two that hasn't been scraped and blow-dried. Oh, yuck, Jeff. Um, of course, it's TV and that would be gross. Maybe they scrape all the goop off in a different cave. <laughs> or maybe there's, like, you know, bugs and things that come in and pick them clean. Like, I mean, there are things that do that in real life. That, But, yeah, that is a very revolting image, Jeff. Thank you for making the skulls, the cave of skulls, more terrifying than it even was before. Uh, Paul's cons for the cave of skulls are all of Susan's stoicism is gone and she's screaming and jumping around. <laughs> yeah, Susan's like, her character, she doesn't seem to settle into any kind of identifiable character at any point. Like, she's sometimes she's, you know, all brave, and then another time it's like, oh, no, grandfather. Um, there's a lot of, oh, no, grandfather. Uh, the TARDIS doors are bigger on the inside, amusing design faults. Well, I'm, I've been reading, uh, like, when Chris Boucher, who's one of my favourite Doctor Who writers, even though he only wrote, like, two stories, um, when he passed away, I kind of went through a binge of, uh, which was only a few months ago, um, I went through a binge of all of his you know, episodes and things and watch some Blake Seven and then dug out some of his books that he wrote in the, like, late 90s, early 2000s. The Like, the eighth Doctor range was running, but also the past Doctor range. And he wrote a bunch of books with the fourth Doctor and Leela. He created Leela in... Um, the he wrote the face of evil and the next story the robots of death which is one of my all-time favorites it's amazing uh so yeah i've been reading that and leela is is trying to get her head around why the doors are different when you step outside and i think that would be something to do with the dimensions so when you're in the dimension on the inside you see that door as it is. And then when you step outside into the, you know, the external dimension, you see the door as it presents itself. Um, it's just that in the modern series, the, you know, the chameleon circuit is working enough that it has the little foot <laughs> that holds the TARDIS upright. 
and also it can show the inside of the doors looking like they should look on the inside as opposed to, you know, just the the basic desktop theme as the um <laughs> as the fifth doctor called it. That's my theory. There you go. That you see what is on each like depending which dimension you're in. Because it's their relative and your relative, you know, you have relative doors, <laughs> relative dimensional doors. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, also, uh, Paul says playing past the parcel with a woman is a con, though prearranged marriages still exist. Yeah, but those prearranged marriages often, you know... I think the person getting married also has some agency in that. Uh, (laughs) We will continue more of this in the next episode. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.